Hey guys, it's Catherine and this is Diary of a Hot Mess. I apologize because I have been gone for a few weeks and haven't recorded a new episode. I've been slacking, but I've also been really busy. Um, I have been back and forth on like, what do I want to talk about for my next episode? I feel like I'm like running out of ideas. Um, and then I found an idea, but I was kind of like, mm, I don't know if I really want to talk about that. So I finally decided tonight, hey, I'm going to record an episode. Um, it's going to be short, but it's just something that's important to me. Uh, last month was Suicide Awareness Month, and within that Suicide Awareness Week, I have been thinking a lot about this topic in the last week or two, um, and really, I don't know, it's hard, it's not something anybody wants to talk about, I work in mental health, I went to school for mental health, that's my life basically, and it's still really not easy Um, to think about or to talk about or to, I don't know, I mean, really do anything with. Like, it sucks. It sucks, it sucks, it sucks. Um, So, I don't know. I wanted to talk about it because I feel like everybody I know, for the most part, has dealt with it in some way shape or form whether it be personal experience whether it be a family member whether it be a friend I just feel like it's something we need to talk about so that's where we're at today this is not going to be fun but here it goes so the ugly truth about suicide is that it's something that affects so many people. It's not a small thing. So doing some research and just to give you an idea, um, the research states right now that on average men are almost four times more likely to attempt and succeed at suicide than women. In total, there's about 123 suicides each day, and most of them are actually, um, like, white males, which kind of surprised me when I started thinking about it because I would have assumed that maybe minority groups were a little bit higher or something. But then I thought about like cultural differences and I think it's not as culturally, I don't want to say accepted, but accepted in other cultures as it is. Um, Like in the United States, for example, and specifically within like white people. I mean, um, I have friends of all different cultural backgrounds and it's either rooted in, like, a religious belief or, like, 
familial like traditions and stuff that's been handed down like there's something about it that it's like that's such a big no-no and it's still a no-no in white culture but it's just I don't know it's just one of those things and that kind of surprised me that white men were so much more likely um but that's not the only people that are really like prone to it so it worries me because I have several friends that are members of the LGBTQ plus community and I love all of them dearly but we're kind of in a prime time I mean I just turned 25 so we're aging out of it but like I work with kids and I work with kids from all different races, sexual orientations, socioeconomic backgrounds all over the place. And so, like, suicide's actually the second leading cause of death in people aged 10 to 24. So that's kind of a big deal. And especially for the LGBTQ plus community, because that's kind of when the coming out process happens and the discovery of self happens and um that population's three times more likely than the hetero heterosexual teen young adult to contemplate suicide. Um and that's hard. I mean <laughs> The whole thing is hard, but it's scary. It's scary to think about. It's scary to imagine feeling so isolated and so alone and so hurt that that was the only option you had. Um, and I don't know. I, I've really thought about it, and I've really thought about clients I've seen in the past and present. I've thought about friends. I've thought about family thought about myself um it's not cool I had a friend have a friend had a friend um who I won't disclose much about I will just say that a long time ago um they really struggled with depression and way back before I decided that I was going to do psychology and counseling and have this as my career, they would call me at night and especially on nights when it was really hard for them. And I would listen to them cry and be drunk or high or whatever it was they were doing and upset and feel so broken and so alone and just so sad and there were a few nights where I almost pick up and drove like an hour or more to be with them because I was scared for them but they were hurting and they were contemplating ending their own life and that's the single scariest thing I think I've ever experienced um even above like my own depression and 
things like that. Having or feeling like you have someone else's life in your hands is terrifying. Um, But when you get past the fact that it's terrifying for you, you realize how terrifying it is for them. I am thankful now that that friend found professional help and that they seem to be doing well, although I haven't talked to them in a while. Um, And I probably need to reach out. That's me being a not great friend there. But I just, I don't know. It's one of those things of reach out to your friends. I have experienced depression. Like I know that when you're depressed, you don't always show it and you don't always reach out to people. And especially if you're feeling that isolated and that alone, you're probably not going to reach out to somebody. So reach out to them because you never know who needs you and you never know who's hurting and it's important. Somebody um, that I know recently lost a family member to suicide and it's devastating and it looks like I'm happy and I love you and I care about you and I'll see you soon one minute and the next minute it's over. And it's so, I don't know, it's just heartbreaking and devastating and scary. And I I don't know. I mean, for those of you that do know me, um, you know that I have my semicolon tattoo on my wrist. Um, I'm a lover of English, obviously, but also I am part of the suicide awareness agenda. I want people to talk about it. I want people to know. I want it to be okay to talk about it because if we don't talk about it, people suffer. And if people suffer, people die. And that's not okay. It sucks. We're losing people who deserve a wonderful life and have just hit such a low point that they feel like they can't achieve it and that sucks so bad but if we talk about it like we open up awareness about it we reach out we advocate we help people get help um we show acceptance and love and help the people I mean really just help people and I know that's hard to do sometimes and it's not our responsibility and whatever but like who wants to see somebody suffer who wants somebody to feel so alone and so helpless that that's the result nobody so today's episode is super short I just had to go on my little rant about that I just had to put it out there like Your story is not over. If you're having a hard time, reach out. Come talk to me. I'll talk to you. I have no issue in talking to you. I have no issue being a friend, an ally, an advocate, whatever. Because people deserve love. And people deserve to feel like they deserve to live life. Because you absolutely do. Um, So, I will leave you with this. If you're thinking about suicide if you've contemplated it if you're having a hard time reach out to me if you don't want to reach out to me you can call the lifeline 
That number is 1-800-273-8255. Once again, it's 1-800-273-8255 and talk to somebody. They're just there to talk. They're there to help you talk through whatever um, and get you the help you need if you need it. But you don't have to go through this alone. You don't have to be alone. And you deserve to see what life brings next because you deserve to be here.